Welcome everyone to In The Loop. All right, hi everyone. Welcome back to another episode of In The Loop. My name's Alex Brown. I am the VP of Operations at the Smithy Group and I'm really excited to be hosting this episode and having you all join us. With me today is Matt. He's our media strategist at the Smithy Group and basically knows all things data analytics, paid media, distribution. Uh, He's our guru in all of those things. So I'm really excited to have him uh, here to talk through our impact marketing thesis. And that's really what we're gonna be speaking on today is how to make a big impact with your advertising. You know, you've seen the big Christmas ads, the Apple ads that, you know, you sit there and by the end of it, you're in tears, right? And they actually make a really big impact on you and it doesn't matter what part of it that you remember it's just that it's really brought about an emotion and has connected with you in a really special way and so that's something that we really believe is important when it comes to your marketing but there are so many different aspects that go into it and not just the emotion piece so we're really here to break it down today of what impact actually means and what our impact framework is when we put together a branded strategy and a branded marketing campaign so before we jump into things, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Punchmark, the jewelry industry's favorite website platform. Whether you're looking for better e-commerce performance, business growth, or campaigns that drive traffic and sales, Punchmark's website and marketing services were made just for you. It's never too late to transform your business with a user-friendly, point-of-sale integrated website platform designed for growth and results. Sign up for your free trial demo at punchmark.com. This episode is brought to you by The Smithy Group, a digital growth agency that helps leaders and businesses dream bigger and achieve multi-generational integrity. Through insights and intelligence, digital marketing, and advertising solutions, we help businesses expand their reach, grow their revenue, and make an impact. TSG has helped hundreds of businesses surpass their goals and believe that whatever your business, whatever your story, we will make it matter to your audience. And now, back to the show. So Matt, super excited to talk about this today. I think if anyone's heard the Smithy Group talk in the last six months or so, they would have heard us talk about impact marketing. Uh, it is something that we've really um, dived deep into this year and made sure that everything that we do is coming through the lens and the framework of impact. So let's break it down for everyone. What is impact? Of course. So the impact model is TSG's holistic thesis to digital marketing, right? Um, impact is really an acronym that represents those holistic pieces. So that's an intelligent, meaningful, powerful, active, creative, and trustworthy approach to whatever digital campaign that you're launching. Um, that first piece intelligence is actually what we've really been speaking about at these conferences. And that's that application of data and using data as your North Star um, in any campaign that you're running. And then that meaningful piece is really capturing the right audience and sending a message that resonates. Well, that's that emotional connection part. Yeah. That we're um, targeting. And then powerful, the way I would like to look at powerful is, is the ad, is the creative and is the message that you're sending Um, Is it prompting people to take that next step? Is it driving action, right? Mm -hmm. And then when I look at active, that active approach, that's really that omni-channel approach that we've also talked about Mm -hmm. on other episodes. That's what we talk about with our clients on a daily basis. And are we 
pushing the right content on each platform, um, really taking an active approach and pushing beyond just the Facebook, mm -hmm. the Google and the Instagram. Um, and then creative is just how are you standing out from the pack from an intelligent perspective, from a data application perspective? How are you being creative in that space? And then also from the imagery and the messaging as mm -hmm. well. What's making somebody actually stop the scroll and how is your content doing that? And then just being trustworthy. The consumer is getting smarter on a daily basis. So it's important that you stay true to your brand, because if you're really not speaking your truth, the consumer is going to know that and they're not mm. going to engage with your content. Yeah, for sure. So that's really the overview. And as I mentioned at the top, like every campaign that we run for our clients now has this framework about it. So it has to be all of these things in order for it to be an impactful campaign. And um, I think there's there's been times where or we worked with people who are really into one piece of it, right? Like they really want to focus on the data. They really want to understand the analytics, which is absolutely great. But none of the other pieces have necessarily connected. Um, or people who just want really pretty stuff, who want to be really creative, but they just want to kind of put it out there wherever and not really look at the, the data that's telling them where they should put that. So bringing all of these pieces together has seen some really extraordinary results for our clients. Like, uh, and we'll dive into that a little bit more after we go through through this further, but I mean, we're seeing clients that are, that have brand equity campaigns running through this framework. They've got more intelligent data and audiences. They've got more creative that is speaking to those audiences. They're really talking about their legacy and that trust piece. Um, they're meaningful, they're engaging, they're powerful. All of those pieces coming together. The conversion rate that we're seeing uh, for these clients is pretty extraordinary. Like some of the numbers, like their engagement ring sales have gone, um, you know, have quadrupled <laughs> you well, know, like year on year. Smart you know, audiences that were running the data yeah. application for some campaigns, we've seen a 25% increase yeah. in conversions with those smart audiences compared to um, the generic general prospecting yeah. audiences that you can run through Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that a little bit more. And this is really your, your bread and butter. And I, you talk about it a lot. Uh, you've done a few presentations on it. So you're, you're definitely spreading the word around the world. Um, but the data piece has been something that's happening over the last couple of years, whether the restriction of data and access to data has been occurring, particularly on platforms like Facebook and Google. So, how can we now be reaching these audiences? And I think we have done an episode on this, so we've done it like a pretty deep dive. Um, but on a, on a top level, how do we need to be reaching these audiences to get around the data restrictions that are happening on the platforms where these ads are going? Yeah, and this is a good jumping off point too, because the first part of that impact thesis is that intelligent aspect. Mm -hmm. So if you're not able to reach your audience, it doesn't matter how creative your content yeah. is. It doesn't matter how meaningful or powerful it is not reaching the right people. So um, what we've been rolling out is our smart ads program. Um, and what this allows us to do is circumnavigate those pixel restrictions. It allows us to circumnavigate the elimination of third party cookies through really two primary pillars. And that's the use of email contacts and maids. Mm -hmm. um, so we, when we go to these conferences and I ask how many of these retailers actually have uh, email contact lists, how many of them actually do email marketing. It's surprising as to how few hands go mm -hmm. up and really email um, and email data is going to be the future of targeting because yeah. we can map those first name, last name and emails back to mobile advertising IDs mm -hmm. that give us 1200 plus data points um, that Facebook, Instagram and Google 
don't currently offer and are currently minimizing the mm -hmm. amount of data points we have. So really through email marketing and through those email contacts, as well as the implementation of mobile advertising IDs, we're able to get back the data that's currently being restricted. Yeah. And I think that there's a big hesitation still at the moment for people to get people's emails because they they feel like the, the retailer is feeling like the consumer is, you know, hesitant to give an email. So they don't want to ask for it because they don't want to pressure people and all this kind of stuff. But like people are used to giving their emails these days. It's, it's like, commonplace. It's now. pretty commonplace. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I have three different emails, you know, two of them are like spam emails. That I'll just yeah. give out when I need to. Right. But it doesn't matter what email you're giving out. You can still track these uh, data points through that as well. So you still get accurate data from it. Um, so as long as you're getting that email, you're in a good spot. And while we will also sing the praises of email marketing and we do wholly suggest that you don't have to be emailing these people a lot. No. You just have to get their emails as as and their let data. them yeah. opt into, um, like an email, uh, subscription, then you're able to use those data points. Now we're going to jump around a little bit here and not just go, I am, you know, just straight through yeah. impact, but I, I mean, part of the, the part of the intelligence piece really connects to the creative piece because with the creative piece, it's one thing to, um, you know, make your uh, brand look pretty and use all the brand colors and all that kind of stuff. But to be really creative within a brand campaign, like we've dove pretty deep this year in, in creating branded campaigns for people that then really speak to the target audiences that we're reaching. And that's, that's a big missing connection. In a lot of marketing campaigns is that you might be, you know, you might be looking like your brand, but are you speaking to the people who are connected to your brand? So if to your point, you have all those data, um, data points and the, the audiences and you know what your audience looks like and you can create lookalike audiences from that, then when you want to build creative that that audience is going to, it's going to speak to that audience and they're going to click on it. Right. I think we're doing a really good job with that, yeah. specifically going into this year with these branded campaigns, because the the goal in our new media thesis with creative refreshes as well, getting people to see the ads six or seven times before mm -hmm. we even refresh the creative for that ad and brand recall. Um, ideally, with these branded campaigns is for their current audience, like you're saying, that are seeing these ads and seeing this imagery, is to be able to identify the ad with the brand without mm -hmm. actually seeing the social profile. Like yep. that's the end goal, and that shouldn't yep. be the end goal for any brand. Yeah, and then and then part of that, then that that kind of le leads to that meaningful piece because within that we are trying to evoke some kind of connection and feeling and emotion. And I know one of the brand branded campaigns that we're running, we actually show very minimal jewelry. Oh, heaven forbid, right? That we actually show product in our campaign, not show product in our campaign. And so it is an engagement campaign. And so we're really trying to evoke the emotion of what that moment is like, what those life moments are like, what it actually means for a jeweler to be part of those moments, right? Throughout life. And so not just connecting them to that one particular um, moment in their in their life where they go to a jeweler, but all the moments in between, right? That that jeweler can be connected to all those different moments, and so we're really speaking to the meaning and the emotion of how people live their lives. Those big touch points of, you know, marriage, children, anniversaries, birthdays, um, you know, generational kind of celebrations. So we're really speaking to that in this campaign, and people are really identifying that because they're seeing themselves in those in those milestones, right? And this is. That's how this impact thesis really ties together because you had mentioned 
heaven forbid we don't include product shots in an engagement campaign, but the data is showing that that's actually working. These lifestyle photos that you're talking about, that touch on those milestones. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes, retailers are going to be really hesitant to um, pivot in that direction. Mm -hmm. But if you can show them the data um, that backs that decision, uh, well, it goes a long way. And it is, it's what's working. It's what's client. working. It's what's working for other clients as well. And then we go into, you know, the, the powerful piece as well, where it's not just um, this is where you want to make sure that the meaning is still really connected to your brand story, right? And that's where that power comes into the play as well because you want to speak to um, and then it all, it all links together, which is really awesome. But um, the powerful piece is really where um, – it's in the details. It's in the nuances. So every brand, every store, every retailer should really be understanding their own values, their own language, their own look and feel, and their own brand voice. Right? That um, that that is the core of who they are. And then within these branded campaigns, make sure they're speaking to that. Because the campaign that we just talked about, where it's evoking certain emotions through different moments in life, that might not actually be the language that or the, the type of story that you need to tell for your brand. So you need to make sure that it's right for your brand. And that's where that really, it's going to get really powerful when all of those pieces come together. And then it really just tells a great story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that then links back, I think, to the trustworthy piece. Yeah. Because you're speaking to your brand, who you are. People come to know your legacy. They come to know, they come to trust you more and more and more because of who you are, making sure that you're telling your story with Well, the jewelry buying experience in particular, we work in an industry where trust is everything. And I mean, we have some retailers that a lot of their customers are like family, right? Because of that trust that they build, they're making one of the most important decisions Mm -hmm. of their lives. Um, So... And I had mentioned at the top of this recording that the consumer is getting smarter. So if they see something that doesn't add up or something that doesn't align um, with the messaging or the brand that they know, mm-hmm. um, that's where people get skeptical. And the second you become skeptical, yeah. you're less likely to make that important life decision yeah. with that specific brand. Yeah. And I think trust goes that extra step further to um, beyond just telling the story and making like it's. I've mentioned legacy a few times. I really think it is about that legacy piece, right? Because a lot of retailers are generationally owned. They have, they do have that legacy. And even if you're a newer retailer, you can build legacy and you need to start building it now. So speaking to that, that trust and why people, um, come to you, what you offer, who you like, who you are at the core of it, like really pushing into that is so, so important to make sure that people are coming back. It also is what sets, um, you know, the, the brick and mortar retailers, the local retailers and the local stores, it sets them apart from the blue Niles, from the, the K's and the Jared's and the Zales, right? Because I think that a lot of people don't, I would say a lot of retailers don't even see their local K's as potentially their main competitor. Mm-hmm. But if you think about the consumer these days, maybe they don't know about local retail, like local independent jewelry stores. They just have seen the K's ads. So they're just going to go there because that's all they know, right? So you need to make sure that you are reaching the audience that don't know about you and then understand why they should be coming to you and, and building that trust story. You also mentioned the word legacy Mm -hmm. at the top of that point. And I think that 
for small retailers all across the country, the idea of building a legacy can seem somewhat intimidating because they might not necessarily have that national presence, but it really starts at that micro scale. Um, and that's why it's so important to tell that brand story. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, with that meaningful content, with that powerful content, there's a lot of retailers that we're really encouraging right now to really advertise and showcase their roots mm-hmm. um, just through organic social, really showing how long they've been around in the community compared to those K's or those Jared's yeah, that yeah. might have just moved in a decade ago, yeah. whereas they've been in the community and they've been serving the community for generations. Right. Right. So that can be done through um, weekly Instagram posts, yeah. just showing those um, vintage photos, those oldest receipt competitions. Yeah. That's one way to build legacy within your community yeah. on a micro scale. And you shouldn't be intimidated that you're not necessarily a national brand. Yeah. But legacy is relative. So yep. is it do you have a legacy within the community, within the state, so on and so forth? It I, starts somewhere. Right. And I mean, so often we're requesting creative for these campaigns from the teams in store. And then all of a sudden on a call, they randomly tell us some piece of their history and then get out the full binder of yeah. photos and show us the photo. And we're like, that. That's a campaign. That's that's it. Give us those creative pieces, you know. And so, I mean, we went to a retailer recently um, and they had all these beautiful books of all the photos of all their history. They had all the pictures up on the wall and it was it was amazing. And it, like I walked around the store going, wow, there's such a rich history and legacy here that needs to be told. Because the thing is, people aren't going to know about it until they work, walk in your store. And if they're not walking in your store, they're not knowing about it. So give them the opportunity to discover it elsewhere. Um, social, email, even um, in a paid campaigns, wherever that is. But uh, that kind of brings us to our next piece. But um, before we jump into that, we're just going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Everybody, we're really excited to announce the winners of this past month's Gem Loop giveaway. We can't thank Pickup Media enough for sponsoring this and providing the Gem Loops for us to give away. The winners are Maria Zint and Michael Swanson. So we'll be reaching out for your contact information so we can get you your Gem Loops. For the people who entered and didn't win, you can always go to pickupmedia.com slash gem loop to get your own. That's pickup, P-I-C-U-P, media.com slash gem, L-O-U-P-E. And you can get your own. Thanks, everybody, for entering. Hopefully, we do a couple more in the future. And uh, I appreciate you participating. Thanks. Back to the show. All right. We are back. Uh, We are going through our impact uh, framework for all of our marketing campaigns. Uh, We've talked through the intelligence piece, the meaningful piece, the powerful piece, the creative piece, the trustworthy piece. And the piece that ties it all together is that active piece. So do you want to jump in there, Matt? Yeah. So that active piece um, is just taking advantage of all the platforms that are available to you. So it's applying everything that we've talked about, that intelligent approach, that meaningful approach, that powerful approach, trustworthy, right? But making sure that you're applying each of those facets of the impact thesis on the right platforms. Um, I like to equate it. Um, this might be a loose metaphor to throwing a party, right? You can decorate for a party, you can cater it, set up, you have this beautiful venue, but if you don't send the invites to the right spot, nobody's actually going to show up to the party, Mm -hmm. the party being your retail store, right? So you need to make sure that you're sending the invites to the right place, that place being these platforms. 
Um, so what we like to do is look at different opportunities that are on each platform, whether it's engaging a different age range or a different demographic or somebody that's more willing to spend more money on those higher price point items on Facebook than they might be on Instagram. Or if you're trying to capture a younger audience that's just beginning their jewelry buying journey and just um, starting to develop their wardrobe, I might recommend somebody posting on Pinterest rather than Facebook. Um, email marketing is probably the best way to engage your current audience. I like to look at email as just digital clienteling. Um, that way you're still top of mind um, with the consumer when they go to make that jewelry purchase. We want to make sure that you're the first retailer that they think of. So each platform has a specific purpose um, and a specific audience that you can reach through it. So you're, if you're not on Pinterest, mm -hmm. you're not giving yourself the best opportunity to engage that Gen Z audience. And if you're not email marketing, you're not clienteling mm -hmm. as well as you should be. Um, if you're looking to develop your e-commerce presence, you should be running collection campaigns on mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram. If you're not doing that, you're going to have a tough time pushing those e-com sales. Mm -hmm. So there's opportunity on yeah. each platform. It really, it, it really is the piece that ties everything together. Because if you do all the other things correctly, like it doesn't matter unless, as you said, it's going out to the right people, right? So we know from our data piece who the audiences are, right? We, we, we are targeting them, but you need to be on the platforms that they are on as well. So um, there's no use in saying, well, to be to be fair, you'll, you'll be able to see your own data, read your data. So you'll be able to know whether, you know, Facebook's working for you, Instagram's working for you, Pinterest's working for you, TikTok, guys, don't forget about TikTok because like, as you said, like the, the Gen Z um, consumer is, is, is coming up and they're really important and they're exploring, they're finding people on Gen Z. And there's, uh, there's no need to necessarily always be cut and polished. No the pun intended on the cut and polish oh. thing, but I uh, see what I did there. Um, but it's really about showcasing who you are behind the scenes. So there's a different opportunity to do a very holistic campaign that has the kind of polished elements of the creative and speaks to, um, you know, it helps create that trust because there's that professionality about it. But then you're creating a different kind of trust when you show a behind the scenes TikTok, for example, of what the team are like when they're in store, um, how they can be really funny and fun because it makes the environment seem a little less like intimidating. intimidating because luxury stores can be pretty intimidating, right? And they can feel a little bit overpriced or whatever. So um, for people who haven't walked into them before. So if you want to get those people, engage them with some behind the scenes content. And all of that can be part of the same campaign. All of that can be really uh, impactful creative. So just think about all those different pieces when you have created this campaign and how it's being distributed. And there's two really important distinctions there as well, that you always still want to target your current audience. You want to keep yourself top of mind with that audience and making sure that they always know that you're there because they might be thinking about you for the, some of the major touchstones in, in their life, but they need to be thinking about you every day in all the in-between things in their life, right? So they need to come for you for their like repairs and cleaning and, um, you know, layered stacking anniversary gifts and Mother's Day gifts and Father's Day gifts and all the things in between. So we want to make sure that, that you're constantly top of mind with the people who already know and are connected to you. And then you also want to be engaging your new audience. And that goes for both like an older demographic and a younger demographic. Uh -huh. Make sure that you're connecting new audiences with both. And so knowing who your current audience is, is really going to help you understand who your potential new audience is. And then, um, 
you know, bringing it back to the creative and the intelligence piece and how to distribute that. But when it comes to understanding who your audience is, you can really build that contextualized uh, creative, which is, you know, speaking uh, to one messaging and one audience over here who might be interested in a certain thing. So you're connecting with them over there and then connecting with your other audience, say on TikTok, who's more interested in like behind the scenes and who you are and connecting with, you know, speaking their language over there. So uh, all of those pieces come together to tell you exactly how to be distributing it um, in a really active way. And you have to be active. And I will say like this stuff takes time. Like, oh, absolutely. Like we know that better than anyone. We're doing this like day in, day out. It takes time. Um, but if you're conscious of what's required, like each of those pillars, you take it one step at a time. You actually launch a campaign. You begin to launch campaigns that do embody each of mm-hmm. those. You're really going to see the results. You you really are. And, and we are for our clients. So we're not just saying this from a place of like, you know, marketing is our background. So like go for marketing, but like we are seeing tangible results. And, um, I I think, I think a key piece of those, that result factor as well is, um, that there can be a little bit of an attitude towards like, Oh, digital, I can just switch on an ad and then I'll get heaps of revenue in. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't really work that way you really have to be proactive in optimization and tracking the analytics and knowing what it's saying and, and making sure that you're, you're constantly doing the right thing. But that is the best thing about digital is that you can do that in real time. You can't do that with your traditional marketing. Um, you, you kind of get random data in and it's not as consistent. So you can do that with your digital. So, um, you know, that's a, that's a really key piece of it. But I just think that like, we've got to stop expecting things to just get switched on and for us to be making hundreds of millions more dollars. But actually it's more of a gradual thing and a gradual build. And if you're consistent with it and if you're active with it, it will make a difference. Um, and I think the other piece too is as we're, as we're seeing, um, the economy shape up the way it's shaping. And as we see inflation going up and, you know, we, we have been seeing record months and record years and things like that, which has been really incredible for the industry, particularly after the couple of years of the pandemic. But if you are finding that you're, if you're doing marketing, and you might be getting like a slight increase or you're staying consistent year upon year, that's also a really good thing because consistency is better than going down. Mm-hmm. Staying the same is better than going down. Um, going up 1%, 2%, obviously really good. Um, if you're seeing it more than that, excellent. But I just want to encourage you that if you're trying this stuff out and you're not feeling like it's working because you're not getting an exponential increase really quickly, please keep at it. Um, please look at the analytics, try like pivoting in some places, but, um, marketing is really making sure that you're staying consistent and continuing to, um, have sales year after year rather than seeing a trend going down. And that's, that's what we're seeing in the digital world is both is, you know, both the, the, the big increases when it's implemented the right way, but also that consistency factor when it kind of settles in and you're like, okay, this is, this is kind of the new norm. Um, That's a big point of running a lot of these evergreen campaigns too, is driving new users to site. Yeah. Because if you're not running digital marketing, you're going to start to see that well run dry. Yeah. Right. Yep. So it's about just making sure that you're at the forefront and at least part of the conversation consistently when new people are beginning their jewelry buying journey, new people are moving into the neighborhood, right? 
Um, it's just about being at least a part of that conversation 24 yeah. seven. Yeah. hundred percent. So that is our impact marketing, uh, thesis and framework. Uh, we kind of threw a lot out in a, in a very short amount of time, but, uh, if you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. You can always reach out to us at hello at the Uh, head to our website, the You can actually go to our 2022 marketing guide. Every year we put out a marketing guide that talks through, um, what the real trends are in the industry, um, throughout the year that we have, that we foresee. And this year it was all about impact marketing. So if you want to know a little bit more, just definitely head to our website and you can see, uh, you can get our marketing guide and you can read all the pieces, but please feel free to reach out. Uh, if you have any questions, you can email us or DM us on Instagram, uh, follow us at the Smithy group and, uh, we'll get back to you and we'll be happy to get on a call and chat. You can also even just schedule a, a 30 minute consultation on our site. So if you're like, hang on, like I have some ideas here, but I really just need to know where to go with them. Please schedule a, a, a consultation. We'd love to chat to you. We really love this industry and we really love helping small businesses. So please reach out to us. We'd love to connect. Um, Thank you for joining uh, us today. Thank you for listening. Matt, thanks for being here and talking this through with me. Uh, We look forward to speaking. uh, Well, we look forward to having you hear us again and uh, stay tuned. A new episode will be out next week. Thanks everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show and you want to help us grow, feel free to leave us a review and a rating. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and rating via the app. And if you're on Spotify and you're on mobile, you can leave us a star rating on the In The Loop podcast page and just tap the top left corner and drop us a star rating. It really helps us grow. Thanks, everybody. New episodes every Tuesday.